God had promised the children of Israel the land of Canaan. The Bible says that the people of Canaan had become so disgustingly evil that, that God's judgment had fallen upon them and God was going to replace them in the land of Canaan with his chosen people, the Israelites. See, it wasn't that God was doing something unfair to the Canaanites by saying, hey, move over. I got somebody else I want to put in this land. No, it was because they were under the judgment of God. They had become so wicked, so, so, so vile, so vulgar that, that, that because of this, God was going to remove them and place the children of Israel in this land. Well, when God finally gets his people into Canaan, his people have the incredible walls of the city of Jericho in their way. And in order to conquer Jericho, in order to possess their God-given land, these walls must come down. These walls must fall. These walls were standing in the way of God's best for them. Here's what I know this morning, and that is all of us have walls that stand in the way of God's best for our lives. Every single one of us this morning, there are walls that, that, that stand before us, walls that stand in the way of the very best of what God has intended for our lives. And I believe this morning that God wants to help us knock down these walls. In fact, I believe this morning that some of these walls in some people's lives today are going to come down. Would you agree with me this morning? In Joshua chapter 6, God gives Joshua, the leader of the Israelites, God gives him a strategy for conquering this fortress city called Jericho. I think it's interesting, and I want you to notice that Joshua didn't get this strategy from a search on the internet. He didn't get this strategy from a roundtable discussion. He did not get the strategy out of the latest leadership book. No, no, no. No, he received it directly from God. Let's read this morning in Joshua chapter number six, the book of Joshua chapter number six. Let's just read the first five verses. The Bible says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel and none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. And here is the strategy that God gives to Joshua. Verse 3, he says, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once, and this shall you do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. And then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. The only way that the walls of Jericho would fall would be if the children of Israel, led by Joshua, would do exactly and precisely what God instructed them to do. And the same goes for us. 
The walls that stand before us, the walls that keep us out of God's best for our lives, these walls will only fall if we obey the commands of our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. And he gives us detailed instructions. Detailed instructions in his word. And then sometimes he, he speaks to us. He speaks to our spirit through the Holy Spirit. And he gives us specific instructions. But whether or not the walls fall will be determined by whether or not we obey or disobey. I don't know this morning, but perhaps there are walls that are standing in your way today. Walls that are keeping you out of your promised land. Walls that are keeping you out of God's best for your life. Walls that are keeping you on the wrong side of God's blessing. Now, for the children of Israel, their walls were literal. They were, they were literal walls, 30 feet tall and 20 feet thick. For us, they're probably not literal walls that we are talking about. But for us, the walls could be one or, 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 or more of many, many things. I could stand up here for five minutes or longer than that and mention what they could be. It could be people. Might be people that are in your life that are, that, that are the wall. They are that, 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 that barrier that are keeping you from God's best. Could be circumstances. Could be unforgiveness. Could be bitterness. It could be a bias. Could be a prejudice. It could be an insecurity. It could be a conspiracy. It could be a coup. It could be rebellion. It could be disobedience. It could be sin. I could stand up here and just name off so many things this morning, and I may not even come close to what it is for you, but, but maybe you're here this morning, and there is a wall that is standing between you and God's best for your life. I believe that it's time for that wall to come down. Now, for some, we're talking about financial walls. For some, we're talking about relational walls. Maybe for you this morning, I'm talking about a spiritual wall. Here's what I know this morning, and that is Satan will make sure that there are walls that are standing in our way and keeping us out of God's best. And I believe today, God wants us, he wants to help us knock down these walls. And he wants to help us find entry into our promised land. Well, I want to talk for a few moments this morning about two things that relate to our subject, which is when the walls won't fall. First thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about why the walls won't fall. Why the walls won't fall. If the walls are keeping us out of God's best, and if God has promised to keep, uh, promised to help us knock these walls down, then why won't the walls fall? Let me just give you three possibilities. I could give you a whole lot more, but let me just, let me just mention three possibilities. Get your mind working this morning. Perhaps, perhaps it's because of the lack of faith. Perhaps the wall is not falling in your life. Perhaps it's because of the lack of faith. The strategy that God gave Joshua defied common sense, right? I mean, I mean, just think about it. Can you even imagine? 
I mean, Joshua, he's their number one dude, man. I mean, he's the go-to guy. He's who they're looking for and looking to. Can you even imagine what the children of Israel thought about the strategy that Joshua tells them that he received from God? Hey, God, God wants us to, he wants us to march around the walls. For, the, for six days, we're going to march around the wall one time. And then on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. And when we get around the seventh time, the priests are going to blow the trumpet. We're going to shout. I mean, he's heard from God. Can you imagine? I mean, he's excited. And they're saying, what? Really? Really? Joshua, that's the best you got? Can you even imagine? Do you think there was some faith required in order, first of all, some faith required in order for Joshua to even, to be, to even deliver the message that he's been given? Do you think there was some faith required in order to follow this strategy? But hear me this morning, if you've read much of the Bible, you will discover that God's ways are usually opposite of man's ways. And what God tells us to do seldom aligns itself with common sense. See, see, God does this. Why would God do it? Well, God does this so that faith is required on our part. So that we know when it's all sitting down and when those walls fall down, we know it wasn't anything we did. Do you think faith was required on the part of the Israelites in order for them to begin and then to continue to march around those walls? See, see, sometimes the walls won't fall because of the lack of faith. We don't have enough faith to do what God instructed us to do. James said in James chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, he says, ask in faith with no doubting. He said, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And James, he's blunt and he's out there and he says, hey, he said, don't let that man think that he's going to receive anything from the Lord. James is saying here that without faith, the walls that are keeping us out of God's best will not fall. I'm I'm suggesting three possible reasons why the walls won't fall. First of all, perhaps, perhaps it's because of the lack of faith. Or maybe, maybe it's because the laborer hasn't done their part. See, the strategy was God's part. The implementation of God's strategy was the people's part. So often the walls won't fall because we don't implement our God-given strategy. God has done his part, but we have not done ours. I like the little story of the town that flooded the pastor was at the church when the town flooded. And so the pastor, the pastor seeing the water begin to rise, he gets up on the platform. And he's up on the platform and he's asking God to save him. About that time, he looks out the window and there's a boat out there and there's a man in the boat and says, get in the boat, preacher. He says, oh no, I'm praying for God to save me. The water keeps rising, so the preacher climbs up on top of the roof and then another boat comes by and says, get in the boat, preacher. He said, no, I'm, 
I'm, I'm praying for God to save me. A little while later, a helicopter comes by with a rope. Coming down to him and said, grab a hold of the rope and tie it around your waist, preacher. The preacher said, no, no, I'm praying for God. I'm praying for God to save me. Well, about that time, the preacher drowned. And he wakes up in heaven. And he says, I demand to see St. Peter right now. So they take him to see St. Peter in St. Peter's office. And he says, look, dude. He said, I, he said, I've been praying. I've been praying. I've been praying. We had a flood in our town. And I've been praying for you to save me, but you didn't save me. Peter said, well, let me look. He checked the man's file. He said, look, man, it says we sent you two boats and a helicopter. What else did you want? So often the walls won't fall because we don't implement our God-given strategy. God has already told us what we need to do, but are we doing it? See, God's word is filled with practical advice. On just about every subject, whether that be marriage, whether that be finances, whether that be business principles, whether it be friendship, whether it be parenting. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on and on. And often we come up against walls or obstacles in these particular areas. And we pray and we ask God to remove the walls. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. And still the walls won't fall. Why? Why? Well, perhaps it's because we haven't done what God specifically told us to do in his word in these particular areas. Perhaps there are walls or barriers in our marriage. And these walls keep us from having the kind of marriage that God wants us to have. I ask you this morning, are you ignoring God's specific instructions that he has given for husbands and wives? Because here's, here, here it is this morning, you can, you, you, can, you can pray night and day for God to change your marriage, but the truth is the walls will not come down until the laborer has done their part. People continue to butt their heads against financial walls and and they become bitter and they become angry and, and continually even question the providence of God when the hard truth is they are ignoring God's principles for financial success that he has already made clear in his scripture. Principles of like avoiding debt. Principles like tithing, principles like saving for emergencies, and a host of others that we could mention this morning. God says to us, I've given you an entire book of strategies for every single part of your life. You ignore my strategies, and yet you expect me to knock down the walls that you yourself have created. How am I doing? Talking about why the walls won't fall. Perhaps it's because of the lack of faith or, or, or that the laborer hasn't done their part, or maybe it's because the lesson is incomplete. See, everything that God does or, or, or allows to be done in us is for a specific purpose, and we need to understand it's his purpose. Not all about you, Sorry. You might need to tune in another channel if you want to hear that. 
Romans 8 and 28, I read it last week, one of my life verses, but Paul writes, and he says, God causes all things to work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according unto his purpose. Did Paul say God causes some things to work together for good? Just the good and the gooey things? All things. Here's what I've come to know, and that is until the lesson has been learned, until the purpose of the event has been accomplished, the walls will not fall. Did the walls of Jericho fall one day after one day of marching around them? Two days? Three? Five? No, no, the walls, the walls did not fall until the seventh day and the seventh time around and the trumpets were blasted and the shouting was done. See, see, it took 100% obedience by the people. It took consistent faith in God's strategy and it took total trust in God's promise. Only after the lesson was complete, only then did the walls fall. If the walls haven't fallen for you, perhaps your lesson is incomplete. I I would encourage you today to ask God to help you learn the lesson that he wants you to learn so that the walls that are keeping you out of God's best can fall. All right, I've given you three possible reasons why the walls won't fall. Now, let's talk just a little bit this morning about, about what to do when the walls won't fall. What am I going to do if the walls don't fall? Well, let me suggest three things. The first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to reject your doubts. If the walls are going to fall, you're going to have to reject your doubts. And everyone struggles with doubt. I said everyone. It's okay to struggle with doubt. That just means you're human. Do you think the children of Israel struggled with doubt as they marched around the 30-foot high and 20-foot thick walls of Jericho? I don't know. Perhaps they did pretty good the first couple of days. Might even kind of be kind of fun to march once or twice. But I'm pretty sure because I know human nature and I know church people. I'm, I'm pretty sure by about day three or so, they started looking for some cracks to appear in the wall. And can you imagine how they must have responded? And can you imagine the things that were said? Wow, the emails, the pastor God. Or they talked to the pastor's wife because then they knew she had talked to the pastor. <laughs> Not my first rodeo. I'm pretty sure about day three or so, they started looking for some cracks to appear in the walls. What do we do when the walls will not fall? What do we do when not even a crack appears in the wall? First thing we're going to have to do, you're going to have to reject your doubts. And I promise you this morning that doubts will appear. What are we going to do with them? Are we going to embrace them or are we going to reject them? 
Matthew 21, verse 21 and 22, Jesus said, if you have faith and you do not doubt, Jesus said, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you do not doubt, Jesus said, the mountain will obey you. Jesus was saying that if the walls fall down, if the mountains are moved, we will have to reject our doubts. What do we do when the walls won't fall? Not only will you have to reject your doubts, but you will also have to refuel your faith. Refuel your faith. Romans 10 and 17 says faith comes. Well, how does faith come, Paul? Thank you for answering it, Paul. He says faith comes comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Paul says that faith comes from hearing the word of God. That's why it's so important that we're here this morning. That's why it's so important that we are faithful to the house of God. Every Sunday that we're not out of town and we're not sick, we're in the presence of God. We're in the house of God. We're in the fellowship of the faith because faith comes from hearing the word of God. In one place, the Bible says God sent his word and healed them. I can tell you how many people have told me down through the years that while you were preaching, Pastor, I was healed. Why? Because there's healing in the word of God. We need to be in the house of God so that our faith can be built up so we can refuel our faith. We refuel our faith by coming to the house of God on Sunday and even on Wednesday night off. Oh, when we have practical truth poured into us by our incredible teachers. Some of you are missing, missing out and I'm not trying to scold you this morning. I'm telling you, I'm just trying to help you. You need, you need to hear the word of God. You need to hear the word of God. If you're going to have enough faith, amen, to move a mountain, if you're going to have enough faith, amen, to see the walls come down in your life, amen, you're going to need to refuel that faith daily, not only on Sunday, not only on Wednesday, but every single day. We need to find some time, whether it's five minutes or five hours, but somewhere and sometime we're going to have to find some time and get in the book and get the book into us. Well, I'm just not getting fed. No, you just don't like what we're cooking. (laughs) And it ain't cotton candy. Hello? Just as our automobiles need to be refueled with gasoline and our bodies need to be refueled with food, so our spirit needs refueling. And we need to refuel our faith in the presence of God, in his word, and in prayers. What do you do when the walls won't fall? Well, you're going to have to reject your doubts. You're going to have to refuel your faith. And then finally this morning, you're going to have to refuse to quit marching. No doubt the children of Israel grew weary of marching. I'm not just talking about physically. Yeah, maybe. That last day at least, maybe. They weren't just weary physically. They were weary weary mentally, weary emotionally. I mean, really, Joshua, is this really going to happen? Really? Come on, I don't even see a hairline crack. Really? Trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. No doubt the children of Israel grew weary of marching, especially when they didn't see any change taking place. Day after day after day, they marched. Day after day, nothing seemed to change. 
But they refused to quit marching. They refused to dwell on their doubts. And on the seventh day, after the seventh time around the walls, the walls fell down. Perhaps you're here today and you've marched 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 marched around your walls and nothing has changed. Not even a hairline crack in the wall. I challenge you today to refuse to quit marching. Oh, I challenge you this morning, keep on marching, keep on believing, keep obeying. Hear me this morning, it's not our job to knock down the walls. Our job is simply to keep on marching. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, say due season. For in due season or in God's timing, we will reap. Say we will reap. We will reap if we do not give up. If we keep on marching, if we keep on believing, if we keep on obeying, if we keep on keeping on. The walls will eventually fall. If we refuse to quit marching, the takeaway this morning, I must say this, not every wall is meant to come down. Pastor, you're talking about knocking down walls. Now you're telling me not every wall is meant to come down. Well, that's the truth. Not every wall is meant to come down. Some walls are there for our protection. See, the same wall that keeps you out will also keep you in. Oh, yes, some walls are keeping us out of something good, and these walls need to come down. But some walls are keeping us inside of God's blessings and inside of God's protection. My admonition to you this morning is ask God to show you which is which. Because so often I find, sometimes I rebuke the devil for something that God sent. Sometimes I try and knock down walls that God have there for my protection. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and let the Spirit of God show us the walls that need to come down. And the walls that God have there for us, for our protection. And so often, it's just the fact that we haven't learned the lesson yet that we needed to learn. And when we learn the lesson, wall will come down. Father, I just pray that you'll just take this little simple word today. Holy Spirit, will you do what I'm unable to do today? Lord, help us to discern the walls of our life, those that need to come down and those that are there because they're supposed to be there. And help us, oh God, Lord, to put into effect everything that we've received from your word today. In Jesus' name.